At Miss Letty's house, we knocked at the door, and Diana let us in. I'll let her know you're here, she said as she left us in the library. It didn't look much tidier than last night, but now the coffee was gone and the aroma of old books once again flooded the room. So, where were you planning to go out to? I'm supposing you had no idea about the errands. Dessa frowned. Was it the same place as last night? Or I should say the same person. Hush, Dessa waved one hand in a downward motion. I lowered my voice but continued. It was. Is that why your mother wants you out of the house? My mother isn't thinking about me any further than how to get rid of me. Dessa paced the library. And my father never wants to leave Atlanta, so I doubt he thinks of me at all. They only have time for themselves. I bit my lip and shifted in my chair. Mr. and Mrs. Child were rather self-absorbed now that I thought about it. I hadn't seen Mr. Child in town at all since he'd been elected state representative. And Mabel was always off on this or that traditional values crusade. I did see her visit school though, and she telephoned often, making sure Dessa turned out to fit the proper little mold she'd made for her. Dessa sighed and placed one hand on the windowsill. Why should anyone as spoiled as you have noticed any of this? I stood. Spoiled? But before I could speak, Diana rushed back into the room. Perhaps she'd better come back another time, or... She started into the bookshelves as she spoke. No, no, you all better stay. What's wrong, I asked. It's... She still stared at the bookshelves. Just please stay. She hurried away, and I heard the telltale sounds of a telephone conversation. What in the world was that about? Dessa didn't answer, but stood stock still with a wide-eyed look. I moved toward the door. Where are you going? Dessa's voice pierced the silence. She asked us to stay. I shrugged. She didn't say why. That's not the point. She's acting on Miss Letty's command, and Miss Letty wants us to stay. Should have said why. I opened the door. Dessa followed close behind, hissing in my ear. You can't just wander around at will, especially not when something seems to be wrong. Seems like the only time to wander to me. Being reasonably confident that Miss Letty was not on the first floor, I headed for the stairs. Dessa made indistinct grumbling noises at my back. Nobody made you come along, I snapped. Go back in the library if you don't like it. Dessa's grumbles turned a little more audible, something like, can't have you messing things up too badly. We took the stairs at a snail's pace, listening hard, but I could hear nothing aside from our footsteps on the polished wood. Not even Diana on the telephone anymore. I couldn't help but wonder if whatever was wrong with Miss Letty had anything to do with what we'd witnessed the night before. Perhaps we should have told someone after all. The second floor was also silent. Where to go first? Let's try the upstairs sitting room, I suggested. Let's go back downstairs, was Dessa's reply. I knocked at the sitting room door. Miss... Miss Letty? My voice was far quieter than I had meant it to be, and for some reason, I couldn't make it louder. It's, um, it's Emmy McAllister and Dessa Child. We've got some papers for you. No reply. The house felt too still and quiet. When I strained my ears, I could hear a mild shuffling downstairs once more. Diana, I supposed, but nothing at all from anywhere else. Was that normal in a house so large? Miss... Miss Letty, I tried again. Dessa tugged at my sleeve. Let's go back. 
Her voice was no longer angry, but frightened. Please. No, the silence wasn't natural. The night before, when I'd followed Dessa into the hall, I'd heard echoes of her footsteps. Every move she'd made had echoed. I doubted upstairs would be much different. I pushed the door inward. Dessa stepped inside first, to my surprise. Maybe she was more curious than she wanted me to believe. But any hope of that crashed when she put her hands on her hips, glanced from side to side in a movement so fast it must have hurt her neck, and said, well, she's not here, we'd better go then. She stepped back into the hall. Maybe she's not in the house at all, and this is why her housekeeper is so confused. Nobody was here, I'd give Dessa that much. A quick look revealed a room full of chairs and sofas and small tables, but no people. Let's try another room. I made to push past Dessa into the hallway, but she held one arm out in the path. What? Look, Dessa pointed. I turned and looked. Nothing had changed. A room full of old-fashioned but neatly dusted furniture. Sunlight streamed in through the open curtains, pouring onto the rug below. What am I looking for? I asked almost at the exact moment I saw it. Right at the edge of a patch of sunlight on the floor, they peeked out from behind an elegant blue sofa. So small, no wonder I missed them at first glance. A few wrinkled fingertips. No. I stood there with my mouth open. Not possible, no. Dessa pushed past me. Yes, it is, she whispered. You see it too, don't you? It is there. But, but I couldn't keep my eyes off the fingertips. No. Was this a normal reaction? Didn't people faint or scream or something when they stumbled across one? Why did my mind simply refuse to believe what my eyes saw? It's real! Dessa took another step forward. I know it is. It seemed such an impossible thing, but it was true. And Miss Letty had to be in her 70s. It wasn't really that impossible. There's one way to prove it. To my astonishment, Dessa grabbed my arm and pulled me to the sofa. She gasped. The night before, Miss Letty had been alive and feisty, and that morning she was dead. Really, truly dead. She still looked like Miss Letty, but I was distinctly aware that the thing before me was not Miss Letty anymore. Something had left. This was what it was to be dead. You've just listened to an excerpt from The Poison in All of Us by best-selling author Connie B. Dowell. Keep listening as we chat about her cozy mystery series, her best marketing tips, and her two podcasts, Authoring Onward and Let's Start Writing. Well, thank you for um, doing this with me. Um, You have two podcasts, right? Yeah, that's right. And you like co-host another one? Um, no, I have one that's basically just a solo tips kind of show and another mm-hmm. one that has some solo episodes and some interviews. Um, we've got a cat joining us here. Oh, hello. Oh, beautiful. I have a, I have a border collie that's black and white like that. No, really. <laughs> um, okay. So podcast hosts. Write cozy mysteries, mm-hmm. freelance editor. Um, that's quite impressive. And you 
have little ones at home and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's a lot of work. So tell me about, tell me about how you, how you do it. Tell me like, just, just tell me about you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, um, I do all those things. As I said, a lot, a lot of us in publishing, we wear a lot of hats. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I write modern and historical cozy mysteries um, with LGBT characters in the LGBTQ community. Awesome. Um, because I was tired of not seeing anyone from my community in the genre that I, I grew up loving. Um, so, so that's primarily what I write, but also like dabble in some other stuff, like a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I am a freelance editor, um, all levels of editing. Um, uh, obviously, like mystery is a specialization, um, but also children's books and historical oh, fiction. Oh, nice! Yeah, lots of lots of those. Um, and I also have the two podcasts, Authoring Onward, and um, the more tips-focused episode for folks newer to the writing world called Let's Start Writing. Awesome! So yeah, I haven't had time to listen. I did go in today um and subscribe so that way i can you know i can start yeah yeah so i can start getting in on on some of those tips um that yeah that's amazing um i'm i hope i can learn a lot from you about you know podcasting as well maybe (laughs) yeah it's fun and perhaps a little addictive (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know i i only have the one episode i'm trying to Mm -hmm. I do have a lot of interviews lined up. It's just finding the time, um, but I'm excited about, you know, keep, I want to keep going with it and I want to keep talking to people. I love, I mean, everybody in the writing community, it's just, everybody's just so amazing and so nice. And so, um, uh, what is it like? helpful <laughs> yeah ex- uh, I mean of course there's always exceptions but I find that this community is just really very helpful and uplifting um, by and large <laughs> um, so tell me about your your books so you you write series you write uh, mystery series series yeah. series <laughs> so tell me about those because I've never, I've, n- I've never read Cozy Mystery. I didn't, I don't even know what that is. So, um, I would love to hear about all that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Cozy Mystery is it's a subgenre of mystery, and kind of think of think of like Miss Marple. You have, um, you have an amateur detective in kind of a, a comfy, cozy setting, someplace you would want to come back to, um, and like a place you wish you could vacation if there weren't so many murders, Um, (laughs) you know, a a kind of tight knit community. Often that's, you know, a small town, um, but it doesn't have to be. I've seen some cozy set in cities, as long as it has that feel of that tight knit community. Um, And then the other big thing about cozies is that uh, readership expects that this is very, you know, no swearing, um, sex is always off the page, so it keeps it very peachy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, no big graphic descriptions of the murders that happens off stage. 
Okay. Yeah, because um, yeah, I've read mystery and thrillers and things like that. So I was like, cozy mystery. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing, but that's cool. That sounds like it sounds pretty interesting. And so you have a series. Is it finished, or you're still writing it? Oh, I've, I've got two ongoing series. Um, so, as well as like some cozy tangential related stuff. Um, so the one series is. Um, is my first one historical it starts in 1918 and um it features two young um they would be college students nowadays but they're at a boarding school basically getting the equivalent of their associate's degree and in their in their times off of school they keep running into all these murders and solving them oh that's cool yeah so that's that's a, that's a lot more work for that series because <laughs> the, yeah the the research involved, but it is really fun. It is really fun to write. I know. I bet it's really rewarding too once you're done with it and you're just like, man, I did. I put so much work into that one. Yeah, I yeah, love. I love how the cat is just like demanding your attention right now. <laughs> He, is, he, he knows, like, when I'm on the <laughs> call with somebody. He knows. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And um, so, so, I, so this podcast, I wanted to um, mostly, like, talk about the books, but talk about, like, the, the marketing of the books, because that's, like, one of the hardest... Mm-hmm. Um, most like stressful thing for authors, especially self-published authors is, okay, I wrote the book. I got the editing done. I got the, you know, amazing book cover, uh, money could, could buy. What do I do now? How do I get it out there? And, um, you know, and, and that's why I like to talk to people who have been in that position, like, how how do you go about making sure that your that your books are being seen? What like what so like what has been your best marketing strategy to this point? Yeah. Hands down, building an email list. Okay. That is the number one best thing you can do. See, and I love that you say that because I have said this over and over again and even my last my first episode with um with rosie she says the same thing mm-hmm. like to build that email list the newsletter yeah. get it out to people so um how long have you have you been building your list how long have i been building my list i, I guess a little bit before i published the first one in 2015 yeah so okay so while. yeah so you're yeah. Yeah, you so you've been uh, nurturing that that list for a mm-hmm. long time. So, no, I yeah. love that. And at first it's going to feel really slow. Uh-huh. And it, it was really slow for me in the beginning. Well, you're trying to figure out how to grow the list, um to come up with something to incentivize people to join the list, um to get that out there. It's going to start really slow, but once you you know, once you've got time down the road, years down the road, then it's it becomes the backbone of your marketing. Yes, I totally agree with you. And um, what I was trying to do was I was trying to build like a little mini course or something about um, how can authors um, set up their their email, um, their newsletter. You know what what kind of things that that they need and um, 
I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> I don't have time, a whole lot of time on my hands. But that's one of the things I really want to do is make sure that, because I, I wholeheartedly believe that email, mar- email like newsletters, like those are the those are the people who are um, in it. They're I've been I've been a part of of Rosie's newsletter for like three years and I love reading what she puts in it and I so I wanted to talk to talk to people or talk to authors about what kinds of things to put in there um to keep the engagement so what do you what do you put in your newsletter like what do you um after you after you've already gotten the sign up um and every you know every week or every month however often that you send it out what types of things do you put in it yeah, um, so this is another one of those that if first when you start email marketing, it feels like the hardest possible thing. Gosh, what do I have to say to these people ever so often? Um, but it becomes, if, if you start to embrace it, it becomes really fun. And you can, as far as like the what, um, obviously a little bit, um, I, I call it like careful personal updates like I I share how my garden is going or like this cool thing that I Mm -hmm. I baked or something but so so you let people get to know your life a little bit without revealing more than you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. um and then um as as far as like picking um some of what that is genre is going to help a lot so like because i'm in cozy mystery um you know there's a there's a lot of interest in like the baking and the gardening and the knitting Mm. and i know i can gush about all that stuff and people will like write back to me about their gardens (laughs) so your market you know your market and and what to say to them yes exactly yeah so when you get to know your market you know what to put in there Mm. and then like for everybody talking about books is always a good thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Books you've read, books you love, um, other people's books in your genre. And that's also a good way to kind of build goodwill with other people um, and to build your list at the same time. And you can do what we call newsletter swaps. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you're not really swapping the entire newsletter with somebody. You just <laughs> you feature their book. They feature your book. Mm-hmm. Um, and your audience grows that way. Awesome. Oh, I love that's yes, I love all of that. I um I've and I have been, you know, in I, I have a Facebook group and um I do kind of hop in there when I can and, and talk about those little things like that because that um the you know biggest issue that I get is like oh like how do I just I need more viewers I need or reviews or readers and I, I can't figure out how to do that and and I'm like email list and how do I do that so I'm like I love that both you and Rosie have talked about that because now it's not just me saying it <laughs> I don't I don't sound like I'm just making stuff up <laughs> you know it's it works it actually works yeah, it actually it does works. it takes time to build but it actually yep. works yeah awesome um so I did so I wanted to talk about your your authoring onward podcast because I did go through there and I was like um I had I didn't have time to to listen to any of it but I I read the um description um and I'm excited to to dive in and listen um so uh of course without having to like go over everything that you've posted on this podcast 
just really quickly, like, um, what, what, how can you, like, tell the listeners, like, after publication, what's the, like, what is the next step? What is the most important thing that they should do once their book is published? Okay, so their book is published. Mm -hmm. uh, we've already covered news, email newsletter, which yeah. I would have said, like, that's the most important thing <laughs> to do. Um, and really building that newsletter is, is going to be kind of number one. And I would say um, you don't really need to be super invested in social media at first, um, but, like, go ahead and claim your accounts so mm -hmm. that nobody else comes and takes your name. Um, yeah, so do that. Uh, and then I would really focus first on, because you probably are in the beginning, you mm -hmm. probably don't have a lot of money to invest in marketing that to first focus on like the free and low cost stuff that you can do. Um, like building that newsletter, um, like, you know, starting to get in the rhythm of the, you know, even if it's very occasional social media posting and then like reaching out and doing things like, um, you know, guest blog posts, um, being featured in a magazine or something, um, being on a podcast like this one, like mm -hmm. go pitch media outlets because that just costs your time. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And like the, um, the group where we met on, um, I was so excited to, to find that in, um, you know, there's a lot, so we could, we could be, we could tell the authors like you, if you get on like a groups like that and maybe not try and be so salesy and like trying constantly like promoting your stuff. But if somebody does hop on and say, Hey, I'm interviewing authors, then definitely jump on that. Um, that yeah, decision so, yeah yeah look for those um because there are those opportunities out there like you mentioned that's like a facebook group where we connected look for facebook groups for like podcasts and speakers and other interview opportunities um and just kind of check it out and be on the lookout awesome you're let's talk about your editing um so you so you're also an editor um, I don't know how you find the time to do all of this, <laughs> but you probably have a podcast episode on time management, which I should check out. <laughs> so tell me about your editing. How long have you been doing that? Um, so I've been editing, uh, longer than I, longer than I've been publishing. Um, yeah, so I, I was, uh, out of grad school. Um, I, I left like everything to move up to Virginia with um, my now husband and fiance and um, didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I ended up working at a writing at a university level writing center, um, which was fun. And I, I met a coworker who was a freelance editor as well because um, it was a part-time gig. And I thought, well, I could do that. Um, and so <laughs> I, I, I trained a little bit and I had, you know, my on the job training from the writing center as well and awesome. started freelancing in 2013. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you've been doing it a, quite a while. Yeah, sometimes more than others. Um, I had a really big like, period of no editing at all when my kids were little babies. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah. And then just started really getting back into building that business 
at the, like the worst time ever, but I didn't know it. January 2020. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everything just, yeah. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> yeah. And so um, you're still taking on like, like jobs and stuff. So yeah, so I'm still going. Pandemic did not stop that. Good, <laughs> it just good. made it more challenging. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, that's all I that's all I had. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us? Um, of course, I'll put all your links and um, oh, I saw that you have a, a mini course on your website, like a free course that um, yeah. I can link all that yeah. stuff um, in the YouTube video as well. But um, anything else? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, I have a free mini course on my site about find your writing time because um, yeah, time yeah. management is <laughs> a thing that I, when, when you do a million things and you have small kids, you have to be like super focused on. Um, mm. And I also have a planner for writers um, to like help you put things in order in the day and plan things out yearly, monthly, quarterly, etc. Okay, I so, guess yeah. I need this. I need this in my life. So yeah. <laughs> just send me the link. Author planner. Okay, yeah, send me the link to that. And um, I'll also share it. Um, I will probably most likely ask you to come back and we'll just chat some more. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Bye. There you have it, my friends. Don't forget to check out her cozy mystery series on Amazon. Links are in the show notes. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Rebecca from TWP. Thanks for listening in and we'll see you next time.